Welcome back to the Blindside Rewind. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman. My good friend Justin Baxley is the other host. Justin, how's it going this evening? It's going good, man. How about you? I'm doing well. Uh, just, you know, ignoring a presidential debate tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the move. I watched, you know, probably about 10 minutes and that was enough. Um, yeah, I, actually, I mean, actually, ten minutes might have been too much. I decided that um, I, I would it would be a more productive use of my evening if I uh, just stomped on my own toes. Um, so I, I went that route instead. Yeah, no, that's 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 a solid choice over watching that. Honestly, it probably feels less painful. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's and but, it's better for my own mental health, honestly. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely. It's, um, and now we get to talk a little survivor tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah. That'll help some. And I know that because you've been watching the debate, you are drinking. So what are you drinking on, man? I actually am not drinking tonight, Jeremy. I know. What? What? Are you, are you okay? Are you feeling all right? Yeah. No, I failed. I failed myself. I forgot to put a couple beers in the fridge and Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, it happens. Uh, you, you deplete the supply and forget to resupply. So, um, I've got plenty of beer. I just am not drinking it tonight because um, I've been drinking on the one or two a night the last few nights. So, um, but w- what you got rolling over there? I picked up a uh, salt and seed watermelon gosa by uh, by Elysian Brewery. It's okay. out of Seattle. I don't know if I've ever had one by them. Uh, I grabbed it from uh, Carriage Hills Bottle Shop, and okay. it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'll have to, I might have to go grab one. That sounds good. Those are those are kind of up my alley. Um, yeah, as we've talked about in the past, I love the the sours and the gozas and um, pretty much anything that that's not super hoppy and bitter and all those other words that I'm learning now that I'm drinking beer. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I I have been drinking on a couple. I've got a, I got a lot of sours still left. Um, been drinking on some rapturous and some Lord Grey, the three tavern sours the last couple nights. Yeah, man. Um, those are those are my go tos, but I, I do want to get over to uh, that carriage hills and over to the growler spot and check. I'm trying to pick up some new stuff, um, some try out some stuff because the, the Hartley Bridge Kroger wall is, is amazing beer selection for a grocery store. Um, some of the ones that, that, that you're picking up, so I'm gonna have to go and check those places out. Um, did have a great dinner tonight, though. Fountain of Juice. I, I, you and I used to work across from it. It moved, and I, I think it's gotten better, man. I'm telling you, that, that's that been the highlight of my night. Was, was yeah, I looked, blackened salmon from, from Fountain of Juice. Yeah, I looked at that menu, and, and they have really expanded since uh, the location that you and I used to uh, yeah, occasionally take a peek at. It used to be like 15 or 16 bucks for a sandwich, and now I got a whole plate of salmon, asparagus, and rice for the same price. So I felt felt much better about my, my money uh, well spent tonight. I think I've actually, when it was across the street from where we worked, I, I would walk in, look at the prices, and I'm, I was a poor college student, so I'd turn around and walk back out because I just didn't think I was getting my money's worth. But now that I have money and I'm not completely broke, I, it was good. Um, <laughs> and definitely worth the, definitely worth the cost. You know, 20, I think it was like 16, $17. Um, and definitely worth it. So again, if you're in the, in the Macon, Georgia area, um, definitely check out fountain of juice. Uh, it's a little, it's got like a hipstery kind of menu. It, I guess that's probably the right way to, uh, to that, describe it. That's a good it way here. to put it. 
Um, it's it's like new age type foods, like yuppie food, brie, yeah, brie and turkey, uh, apple sliced wraps and things of that nature. I really didn't know. I really didn't know if you were going to be able to tie that phrase back together. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I found I found a way to get get there. Um, it's stuff like that are on is on the menu, but they've also got some stuff that I was frankly really itching to try but decided not to, to go overboard tonight and i wanted to kind of give them a try first i might might turn there again tomorrow night to be honest those uh chicken pesto egg rolls and the fried goat cheese balls sound pretty good so if you're in the area and want to try out some solid food i'll tell you man I, and i've told this to a lot of people the making food scene if you're ever coming through Macon, georgia i would i would hold up the making food scene up against any almost any city um that i've ever been to for, um, and, and especially for its size, I mean, you I right, mean, and that's and that's what I was getting at. Like, no, you're not going to get a five star restaurant quality from you know, like you would in like a New York or something like that. But the size of the city and, and like the capabilities that, that you have being a landlocked city in the middle of Georgia, um, they do a pretty solid job here. So if you're ever coming to the area, there's so many great, great restaurants. And honestly, there's a couple that I think you could probably drop in the middle of New York city or, or Atlanta and they'd kind of fit the vibe there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and so I think that, you know, if, like I said, if you're ever coming to the area, great, great, a lot of great places to try around here. And I'm still trying new places. I'm the food writer at our local newspaper and I'm still trying new places that have been here for, for a while. Because there's just so so many options and so many great places to eat at. So, um, but uh, speaking of eating, uh, segway. We, we got to watch a little bit of eating on Survivor this week. We did uh, in the form of a food challenge. We did, I, and it was really one Is of those. This your, this your first food challenge? It, on it was my first food challenge, and and I was gonna. I was really thinking, you know, as as I was thinking through these couple of episodes. For those of you who don't know, we're in the middle of Survivor China. Um, if, if you are someone who wants to listen to things um, chronologically, you might want to pause and go back a couple episodes to the, uh, the episode that includes the phrase, I, I believe it was uh, uh, Jerks, something else, and A Man Called Chicken is the episode title that you're looking for. That's where we start our watch through of Survivor China. Uh, we are tonight going to be discussing episodes five and six. And, and, you know, as I was thinking back to those episodes, we really covered uh, at least th- two or three major survivor themes, um, major survivor kind of kind of tent poles, if you will, um, yeah. in these couple of episodes. And these were meaty episodes. They were. Uh, and, and as you said, uh <laughs> Meaty is a little bit of a, a pun there uh, for something that we'll get into a little bit later, I guess. But uh, because I, I would love to just start with the food challenge since that was the natural segue. But but really, the two yeah. episodes built together in a way that we kind of have to start further back. We, we do. And, I, and obviously, I was you know trying to segue a little bit. But um, that is one of the topics we'll be touching on. Tonight, yeah. Is that food challenge. But man, like honestly, these two episodes to me were the. Well, I won't say five, but six to me was the turning point of the season. Um, at least I'm hoping, because uh, obviously we haven't watched the the merge and all that that's coming up on the next episode. But I, I think that, that we we really hit a point in this season where I'm starting to get the hype of Survivor China. Um, I was struggling with it the first first four episodes. I was literally sitting here wondering, like, why do people like this season? 
Um, I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to see some of the some of the more popular players and some of the the legends of Survivor, so to speak, kind of starting to stand out in the season, which I couldn't say through the first four episodes. Like, you know, Todd had his moments where you're like, okay, yeah, he's a solid player. Amanda had her moments where you're like, okay, yeah, she's not bad. Courtney had her moments where she was sassy, and you're like, ah, okay, I guess that's okay. She's okay. James, James was a lot of fun just as a beast, but nothing, nothing really over the top that makes me think, oh, let's bring this guy back. So really through the first four episodes, there wasn't a whole lot for me to hang my hat on with this season. I was not enjoying it. There were, you know, there were moments where I was really debating whether we should continue it. And then we hit these couple episodes and I'm glad we're, we're, we're watching it. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, six was the episode that had me going, okay, this is, man, this is good. And, and had some, some kind of cliffhanger moments and, um, and it was really, um, it was really good content, but but episode five is what set it up because when we start episode five, we learn that there's going to be a tribe swap. And and again, I've, I haven't seen a ton of seasons of Survivor. This is the first season I've seen them do a tribe swap like this. Yeah, I've seen 20-some-odd seasons at this point, and I've never seen a tri- tribe swap like this. And so if you haven't seen this season, it, it's really interesting in that at the start of um, the – I guess the the sixth episode there were twelve people left, right? That makes sense. Yeah, there were we'll go with that. <laughs> there were seven on one tribe and five on the five other. On, yeah, so there's twelve. And uh, each tribe that boat boat pulls up at each camp, and each tribe is is allowed to choose two people from the other tribe that they're going to bring over to their tribe. Right. Um, and. There are some glaringly obvious choices too. Yeah, some gl- Yeah, definitely. Uh, at least for one tribe. Well, and even even for the other tribe, I thought there was at least one that you're like, "Yep, that's the one we got to take." The yellow tribe that was down to five people. Uh, they chose James and Aaron. They 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 drew from strength. Um, and on the uh, the other tribe, they chose Frosty and Sharia. Frosty was the obvious choice because Frosty was the strongest challenge player on that tribe, probably. Right. And, and Sharia had been strong at challenges. So I thought Sharia was the single biggest reason that, that the Red Tribe had actually lost a challenge. Um, yeah. Like, in terms of, like, impact-wise. Like, obviously, Frosty's a big deal for that Yellow Tribe, for, for John, John Hu. But... Like Sharia made the biggest difference in terms of just like because she was so much more powerful than all the other women on on um, the other tribe. Fei Long on, on the Fei Long. Um, so when you when you when you look at it, I think that for, for Fei Long, I, I think they looked at it as okay, let's get let's get Frosty, who's obviously their their best overall. But then let's get us a difference maker for for the for the women's side. Yeah, um, somebody that if we get put in another situation where um, it like there the the challenge offsets our advantage of, of James, then or you know and their strengths, um, we would at least have the potential of having the, the strongest woman on our tribe. Yeah, and and so both tribes really did what they should. And then immediately, and this is the topic that I'm really interested to kind of chew on for a little bit. Immediately, Jamie and PG. So, so the the new um, Jean Hu tribe is Jamie, PG, Eric, 
who Eric and Jamie have have a, a showmance is blossoming between those two. They they have fallen in love, Jeremy. I mean, they I guess I guess we have to say they have because they're married, right? I believe they are with kids and all that jazz. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I guess they yeah. were, but yeah. And so, I mean, we're talking, they've had a conversation where Eric reveals that he's a virgin and, and Jamie's very surprised by that. Um, but really happy. Yeah, about. I guess it was just, a, it was a very strange little awkward conversation. It was cute, I guess. But Jamie PG and Eric uh, are now joined by Aaron and James. And suddenly Jamie has the idea that they should throw the next immunity challenge. And the reasoning behind throwing the immunity challenge is, is a pretty solid one because she, 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 she realizes that um, if, they, if they win the immunity challenge, the other tribe, which is mostly Fei Long people, are just going to vote out uh, Sharia and Frosty, which will leave them after the, the merge that we assume is coming soon. Mm-hmm. it'll leave them shorthanded so what they decide is it's let's, smart let's throw the challenge let's vote out james or eric or james or uh aaron and then we'll keep our numbers for this merge that has to be coming soon and it's smart twofold one uh, from jamie's perspective one it's smart because it keeps the numbers two she has that um romantic relationship building with Eric. So she doesn't have to worry because what, if, if I'm PG, what I'm worried about is what happens if these guys catch wind of it and Eric doesn't like it. And he joins with those two guys and votes us off. Jamie doesn't have to worry about that. Jamie's not getting voted off, even if they get caught. So for her, it's the perfect strategy. Yeah. I thought it was a big move from, from, from Jamie and PG to pretty much say we 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 may have the biggest strategic move pre-merge possible um by going and deciding okay well it, it would be easy for them to be like okay let's go win challenges now that we have james and aaron but they really stepped back and looked and they were like okay if we win we're we're losing one of our tribe members in reality so why don't we lose and get one of their their people gone. And I think it's an interesting strategy and one that I've never seen deployed. And I don't know if it works in a regular season. I don't know if it works in a season where you randomly draw buffs and end up on, you know, a tribe like that. But like thinking through it, it makes sense. Like especially when you, you know, there's some season where the, where they go from two to three and back to two and then merge, right? Yeah. Like, like especially in those seasons. Like, I could see something like this potentially working. Um, and honestly, Justin, that may be why we haven't seen this again. Because yeah. they did it maybe one time, and the people immediately caught on that, especially because of the... I, and I do think if um, if the tribes had been even numbers yes, at, at the yes, merge, yes. it wouldn't have been as, as good of a strategy. But... You, the, Jamie and, and PG were almost in a position where they almost had to do this because if well, they didn't, they, they they don't have a shot after the merge. Well, so so short term, I think it's a wonderful strategy. Long term, I don't know. Long term, I think that what see the difference in like what the what Fei Long is doing. 
Phalong has made in, inroads with Frosty. Um, they've, they've pretty much converted Frosty over to being Phalong strong, um, which is something I don't think that PG and Jamie really could, could think, think about there. Like looking back at it, the, the, maybe the strategy is, and maybe they knew that they couldn't flip James and Aaron, uh, to be, uh, Jean who strong, but let's say they could, I think that like looking at how it's playing out for them, it, it's almost like they've, they've made an enemy in James, right? Cause he, he, he is not going to work with those three at all. Right. Like he, he is so upset. And I think that was the reason why they should have probably like looking back at it. Maybe you do get rid of James um spoiler alert sorry james does not go home it's aaron no they sent they sent aaron home because they thought he was the they thought he was the bigger strategic threat which which, is true which is true but i do think that like of the two the one you are more likely to flip over to your side is probably aaron like if you if you save him there send james home like you're more likely i think to I think you're more likely to have have Aaron potentially flip to John Hu's side versus James, who is so upset over them throwing the challenge. He's livid. He's like, send me home. I don't want to be here with a bunch of people who quit. Um, and I mean, it, he was livid. Um, yeah, and I gotta like- and I gotta say, I see the strategy. I appreciate why they did it and why they probably it was probably the smart strategic move for them. Uh, yeah, but man, I don't think I could ever do it. Well, I think it's just so tough because you don't know how it. I mean, like you said, though, Jamie was in such a good position; she almost had no shot of going home. So, so in her, for her, I, I, I do think like if you're in that sort of catbird seat, maybe. But what it's done now, though, is made Jamie kind of public enemy number one, in my opinion, because you end up you've got on the Phalong tribe now you've got their original group that's still over there minus Aaron um, they still have great relationship with James but now they've brought Frosty who was the kind of the leader um, leader in the sense of like challenges of Jean Hu um, over to their side and on the other side even though you you've you kept Frosty around by throwing that challenge and, and got rid of Aaron you actually still lost that member. And like right. now he's on the other side with all your secrets. Well, and so, the other thing they didn't count on was that at the next reward challenge, and this is something that's happened every time, when they lost the reward challenge, New Fei Long got to, got to kidnap a member of their tribe. They, of course, kidnapped James right back. And then James gets looped in with uh, Todd, and now James knows where the hidden immunity idol is. James has the hidden immunity, and, idol. and James has. And see, that's where. <laughs> so, um, Todd has figured out where the hidden immunity idol is. He picks up the. He gets the hidden immunity idol. He may. He does. He's not able to hide it from Frosty, because Frosty just was being an an, an, an annoyance to hit her. To Amanda and Todd. Yeah, wasn't even wasn't he, he wasn't even meaning to find the idol. That's the funny part. He was um, just trying to help him out. Amanda was uh, goofing that she was taking the roof off of the little uh, archway where the the idol was hidden, 
she was just goofing around and Frosty decides to start helping her, ends up discovering they have the immunity idol. So Todd gets the immunity idol. As you said, it is the size of a dinner plate. The thing is huge. And he decides, and this I think could have been a mistake because the different, the, the right way to play this would have been for me would have been to, to tell James, this is the, this is the immunity idol. You have one at your camp too. Go get it when you get back to camp, and then right. play it. Well, Instead, you run the risk that it's not there. But it, it is there. Does he know it's there though? I mean, he acted like he he wasn't sure if it was there. Maybe I mean, it is. Look, it is there. Maybe but. maybe that's the case. But I kind of felt like, and I would have to go back and rewatch. I felt like in the sequencing. Todd knew that the clues at both camps were the same. Did he not yeah, know no, that? I, I think they were pretty sure that there was one at the camp and that they had the same clues. I, yes, that I think they were almost positive that was what was going to happen. But like, you run the risk that James doesn't get the immunity idol, and then all of a sudden he's in a situation where he goes home. Well, I, I, but, but my, my problem here is exactly what, what went down. Is that right? It ends up screwing Todd out of the idol. I think what what you do in this case, and maybe this is thinking outside of the box, is Frosty, like you trust him, but you like you flipped him, right? And he knows about your idol. I personally would have lost and sent Frosty home. Like, yeah, that would have been my move because because I take out the only member of that that tribe that that uh, the Jean Hu tribe, the original Jean Hu that knows I haven't hit an immunity idol. Because Sharia doesn't know it at this point. Right. And and, and Frosty's not going to tell Sharia because he trusts this, these people. So I think you send Frosty home and don't even don't even loop James into it. Because then Todd gets to keep his idol, right? Yeah. Um, Todd keeps his idol. The only people that know about the idol, because it, he ended up having to go and tell everybody about the idol. And I don't even think he needed to tell everybody about the. He idol. didn't, but he did. Um, <laughs> because but, I, I did. That was something I didn't get because the plan well, was. Well, and I think his, from his perspective, I did get it because of the plan he was going with. He needed Courtney and lunch lady um, that I'm blanking on her name. Denise. I'm really sorry, Denise. I thought that was it, but I didn't want to be wrong. Um, so. So you lunch. just went with lunch lady. You she felt like it lunch. was better to call her lunch lady than it was to just get her name wrong. Yes. From Todd's perspective, he's gaining two people in Denise and Courtney by telling the strategy, right? Of, hey, I've got this immunity and I'm fixing to give it to James. I need to motivate you to, to really work hard in this challenge because he is going to go out and try to throw it for us. But I need everybody working in unison knowing that that's kind of where we're headed. Um, and really, when you get to the challenge, like, to me, it should have motivated Denise more than it did. And Denise cost her tribe big time. Um, well, I it think that being that food challenge, right? Yeah, I still think that they don't need to know your strategy because your strategy just involves them trying to win, which they're going to do anyway. Um, and what I think it it ends up doing is. I mean, it works for Todd somehow because James goes, he sends James back to uh, uh, Jean Hu with his immunity idol 
and runs the risk of James having two immunity idols because now t- t- he has Todd's and he knows where the other one is too. That's what happened with Jeremy. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Like I, 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 I'm fascinated to see how this works out because he runs the risk of James pretty, having two idols, and pretty, pretty sure James gets two idols, buddy. Um, and Todd so, ends up having no idols, yeah. and it didn't even need to be that way because what he's telling Courtney and Denise as he's doing this, I'm like, all you're telling them is, hey, that thing you were gonna do anyway, do that thing because. James is going to throw the challenge and you run the risk of having those people go, wow, Todd is really trying really hard. He doesn't provide anything in challenges and he's, uh, well, and he's building, building relationships and, uh, strategizing I think hard. The, I, I think for, for Courtney, it, I think he was trying to solidify that relationship and, and Denise too. And I think it kind of backfires a little bit. Um, I don't think this move worked out well for him. To me, the move was to go out and try to win the challenge or try to lose the challenge, keep James alive over on the other side, and actually just vote out Frosty. He did the big brain play, is what it was. Yeah, he went he went a little bit too far. Um, but, he tried to 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 resume build to some degree, or even go to new school. Is that is that is that too much to say? Like, I think he was thinking too far into the strategy when like the easiest move would have been to just lose that challenge just the same way that PG and Jamie did lose the challenge on purpose and get rid of one of their people because to like, me and it's and again we go goes back it works out for Todd we know that but right. of all the you took it the same way that Jamie and PG decided we took their two strongest players now we have a chance to take out one of their two strongest players. Right. It would have worked. And again, sometimes being lucky is better than being good because what ends up working out is he took out, they took out another of uh, original John Who's um, strongest players. But I, I think you're right. I think the but, smart but Todd ends up keeping the idol in, in in the scenario where he just lets them lose, right? And like, and he saves he saves James, and to me that builds the relationship stronger with James more so than the idol because James is going to look at that as man, they went out of their way to save me and they put themselves at risk, yeah, to save me. Like to me, that's the smarter move. And I think that builds the inroad with James without James ever having to know about an idol. Now, what you could tell him is tell him about the idol, like you said, and let him go get the other idol so that then when y'all merge, you and James now have the two idols in the game and you know where the idols are. Like, you know it's yours and you know James has one. Yeah. But what, what he ends up doing is giving away his idol, potentially giving James two idols, Losing the challenge anyway, which to me, <laughs> I'm always of the belief if I can find a way to keep an idol, I want to do that. Like, and, and I don't just mean like, so his, his thought process was to lose the challenge so that James can play an idol on the other tribe and get someone out. To me, my thought process would have been, let me go where, I, where the votes are controlled to where I can keep this idol for after the merge for us to use 
down the road. Yeah, his plan was to have his idol burnt in a way yeah. that didn't directly benefit him. Right. It wouldn't have. That's, I mean, it does help his resume when you get to the jury. You're like, hey, so I gave that idol to James that ended up costing you guys somebody at the, before the merge. But like in reality, like taking out Frosty, who is probably a better competitive person than anybody left on that John Who tribe, was the right move. Like yeah. to me, that was the move you made. And it was the simplest it, move. It was the easiest. You get to keep your idol. You get to keep your idol after the merge. It doesn't get burned on an unnecessary move. You get to solidify the relationship with James and potentially get the other idol into your your alliance. And you get rid of somebody that can go out and win individual immunities. I mean, there was just there's just so much, so many reasons why this was the worst possible move for Todd. And it works out. Don't get me wrong. But it was the worst possible move of all the moves he could have made right there. What ends up happening is James tries and, and, and I, I wanted to ask you, Justin, would you be able to throw a challenge? Do you think that's something that you would be able to do? Um, if I, I mean, if I'm in Todd's position in this case, yeah. Because I have an idol. I can't go home, probably. I mean, it would be really hard for me to go home. Uh, there's just so many elements to why like in the, and, and in a normal case, no, I couldn't throw a challenge. It would have to be one of those things where everybody's on board with it. I couldn't just bring like to me the PG Jamie move is so risky because it's a minority deciding to throw like minority players uh, of the group deciding to, to throw the the thing. Yeah, it's not like it's not like they had the majority of the of the players deciding, hey, let's let's throw this challenge so that we can get James and Aaron out. They went in it with two of five and decided they were going to throw the challenge. Yeah, that that, um, that was super to risky. Me, to me, that's risky. Now, but if I'm in a five-person tribe and four of us decide, hey, let's throw it so we can get rid of James, absolutely, I'm doing it. Because that, at that point, the majority is in on it. I don't know that it would necessarily be my idea because I don't want to be the one responsible for that if it blows up. And I think that that's the position that – that you you want to be in on it, but you don't want to be the one that comes up with the idea because I think that's when people start thinking, huh, if he's willing to do this, I bet he's willing to do this, 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 and this. We got to get him out of here. He's strategic. Yeah, I, and I don't, I just don't think competitively I could throw a challenge because I think my mind would always come back to, I'm gonna do what is the best, what what makes me least but, well, likely to go home tonight. But sometimes, though, that move is what gets you set home earlier. What I guess what I'm saying, you, that move may may keep you safe for this night, but it doesn't keep you safe for the next time you go to tribal council when you've openly defied everybody else who's decided they wanted to throw that last challenge. Like, yeah. That's when you go. Like that's when you stay an extra night to go home the next night. Well, and, and, and yeah, and I think that that's where um, it, it would it would depend on circumstances. Because like in this case, you're close enough to the merge that I'm like, I, I may decide. So, I, I may decide I, that I'm close enough to the merge that I can make it anyway. Yeah, well, and I think there's some some situations where, like when we watched earlier seasons, I, I think back to the, uh, was it the beauty tribe in, in Kagiyan where like, they really hadn't had a chance to go to tribal council. They didn't understand what tribal council looked like. And when they got to the merge, they got ran over by everyone else. They were also really dumb though. 
Yeah, but but we see this in a lot of seasons. That was just <laughs> the one I pulled. That was the one I pulled from. But like millennials versus Gen X, so similar things happen there. Um, or like the tribe that was used to going to tribal council is the ones that typically make it a little bit further, right? Yeah. Like we see that in a lot of seasons. I mean, we think back to the to Rick season, um, in in thirty eight. Like he ends up like that that particular like group of people that he voted with, like there was a level of trust built. So you build trust by going to tribal council. And so if you see someone right before the merge that you're like, dang, that guy's probably going to win every challenge. We need to figure out a way to get him out before he has the chance to do that. And we think we're close enough to the merge that we can sacrifice. Joe, Joe is a great example. So right before the merge, you you've got this op- of course they didn't know that there was an edge of extinction that he could play himself back in but i think w- without that knowledge you think you know what man I, we've got a you know a seven to four advantage right now right here before the merge i think it's real smart if we just go ahead and take out joe go into the merge with a six four advantage but we've taken out the biggest physical threat i think there's so many situations where throwing it makes sense but you have to play it exactly right. You can't have it. You can't can't go out and win, because um, then that's going to start circulating that the like, oh, you, we were trying to get you out, Joe, by throwing the challenge. Well, that's going to just make Joe angry. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the situation where, like, if it was your idea to throw it, well, now you're the you're the strategic one, and now we got to get rid of you as soon as we can after the merge. Yeah. So I think you. It is a delicate balance, and it's a dance that you have to really be careful with. But I think that there are certain situations where it just makes sense to do it. And I think in PG and Jamie's case, I think it made sense, but I think you bring Eric in on that. Um, I think they were worried that that he was going to say, no, let's not do that. And so they kept it from him. But I think, you know, if Jamie, if he wasn't in love with Jamie, I think he ends up potentially side with the guys there and sends PG home. You could tell from the way he talked to Jamie, like he was not thrilled with that decision. And I think you're right. If without that little romantic angle we had going there, I, I really think that it would have backfired on him. Well, um, and he, may have, he may have even sent Jamie home because he would have found out it was her idea. Right. So I think that's something that you've got to keep in mind. Like in their situation, yes, it was the best move, but you've got to make it the majority decision. So you've got to bring him in on the front end. You can't wait till the back end because one, you know, if, if I'm Eric, I'm angry at, at Jamie, who I thought I had trust with, and she couldn't even tell me before the challenge that they were throwing him. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where, like, in, in their situation, I think it's, yes, you throw that challenge, but you do it by bringing someone else in and making sure they're okay with it on the front end. Now, in Todd's case, on the other side, in the very next challenge, they decide that they want James to throw it. That's not the move I would make. I would actually be the one saying, let me throw it. Because in that situation, you've got the majority on that side. You've got, it was what, four to two? Or, yeah. No, yeah, right? it was seven to four. No, no, no. Um, on, on Phelan. Oh, no, no. It was, it's it was two, four to five two. to two. Five to two. Okay, that's yeah. right. Okay. It's five to two. There's almost no way you're going home at a five to two advantage. Unless they somehow, and you know what? If they're able to flip it from a five to two vote to to get you out, which I know is what just like what two votes, 
Yeah. Um, but if they're able to flip that, like they deserve, they deserve to keep going because if my five isn't strong enough to take out your two, I, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, well, but I'm not advancing too far anyway. Um, and but that math that you just hit on is where all of these little plans fall apart because yeah. a five two advantage feels enormous when you're watching the show. But every time you think about it, that's just two votes. But I think but Sharia and Frosty, they weren't even solid together. Right. That's fair. And then and then also Courtney and Sharia, maybe that's your two. Maybe they're the really the two. And I think it ends up being that, right? It did. They end up having to go to a tribal council anyway. But they did it without throwing. So anyway, they end up in the same exact situation without throwing as they would have been if they'd have thrown it. But they but the difference is Todd has his idol. Yeah. Todd is more safe. So I think that, again, in that situation, it's less about bringing the majority in and just about, like, hey, I've got the majority. It's 5-2. The two that are over there are really not even all that, like, great together. Because Sharia is just a miserable person at this point. Like, she's angry at everyone. She doesn't like anybody. She's only really bonded with Courtney. She doesn't want to be friends with Frosty. Um, she doesn't want to be friends with, with, uh, John Robert, which I can't blame her. Um, but like, she's not exactly the friendliest person at this point in time. And so like breaking her from, from Frosty would not be hard. So like, you're almost at a point where, except for Courtney, potentially isolating herself, which I really think all that does for you is make it easier to vote her off later. Um, because you, you, you've allowed her to sever that tie with your group. Um, I, I just think in that particular case, yes, you, you throw that, you, you, you throw that challenge. Um, and I think really for both, both tribes for different reasons, I would have thrown back to back challenges. That's just, I, and, and I'm, I'm a very competitive person. Like when I'm in a competition, I want to win and I go real hard. So it's hard for me to turn that off. But if I were to able, and I think that's the big thing when I put myself in the in in these players' shoes, and you and I both think about it from very different perspectives, if I was in the game playing as a super fan that I am, I would really have, and I would have to kind of turn off that competitive side because it would be hard because I want to win everything. That's just how I'm I'm hardwired. I want to win. I hate losing, so I think I would have to really take a step back and say, okay what is best for my game not just tonight but for you know three six nine nights from now is it winning this challenge defying my my tribe and getting set home you know at like right at the merge because like i'm now the crack everybody doesn't like me because i didn't go along with their plan or is the right move to just trust the people i'm with not to make a big mistake and send me home after we throw it because to me that's the move like that's the, that's the one time where i'm like you know what i can turn off the competitive advantage or competitive side of me and just go out and try to try to because at that point it's about losing and pg said it fantastic she told james this james is like i hate losing and she's like i don't mind losing the battle if i win the war and that's 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 that is it that is the like if you told me to encapsulate these two episodes into a sentence it is, I don't mind losing the battle to win the war. And I think 
for me then, I think the reason we don't see more challenges thrown is because probably lots of people are on board with the concept, but nobody wants to be the one to suggest it. Right. And so I think that's why we don't see it more. Yeah, I think, the, and again, I think and that's what I was saying is I don't necessarily want to be the one to come up with it. I well, really and, and the other thing, it. and this is what bites, because as you said, they send James back over to John Hu with the intention that he's going to throw that challenge and then he's going to use this idol that Todd's given him. All three of the, all three of the, um, and I think it's fun that like it's still early enough in Survivor that Todd had to explain to James how the voting was going to work. That like, uh, I don't know if you caught that, but he was like, yeah, so Jeff's going to, you're going to do the votes and then Jeff's going to um, ask for an idol and that's when you play it. And so it was like, it's early yeah. enough that like James had to be told that, but like, yeah. Um, that, and that to me was so much fun and, and like, to see that work out that way. And that's, right? and, like, and, and that's the plan that, that, that James is going to play the idol and the other three are going to vote for him and he's just going to pick who goes home. And immediately we see the challenge, and what did I tell you? Oh, God, he can't throw this. Well, which is interesting. I, I honestly feel like if you were trying not to make it – because in James' situation, see, in every – I disagreed there because in, in, well, in Jamie and PG's case, they were trying – they didn't care if anybody knew that they were throwing it. James, James needed it to not be obvious that he was throwing it, and that's a challenge where he could do that with. He can't. Right, but but he the, the difference, and this is what I was trying to make the point last night, was the difference in that is Jamie and PG can slow down the entire tribe right. in the process. James is only responsible for one, maybe two rounds of eating. And so he can't necessarily stop the other three from winning. And like, that's pretty much what happens. Like, well, but well, no, he knows that he, he ends up winning too. But well, but that, that he he knows they're trying to throw it too. All he's doing is going along with what they're going to do anyway. No, they're not trying to throw it. Why want to win? Why would they want to win? Aren't they trying to get James out? No, at this point, at this point, they're trying to win because they're they, I, like at least that's the way it seemed. No, I I would have see I and, and but if but, you watch like none of them were trying to throw it Jeremy like they were all in on trying to win this and that's challenge. what I don't understand why would they not have been trying to throw that because now they can just get James out well I think at this point maybe they feel like they've got four with James plus Frosty and Sharia six I think they're thinking they they can flip James maybe maybe I well, I really I I, I because and what you're saying makes sense because Jamie did not seem like she was trying to throw it. None of them were trying to throw it. Like PG ran through. Was it the, was it the eel that she ate? No, PG had the uh, chicken hearts, and she ended up losing to Frosty. But she was she was she eating was it pretty real quick. close. Yeah. So I, I uh, maybe you're right. I just don't know why they wouldn't have tried to throw it. Like, like, none of, and that's why I said like this is a challenge that James can't throw unless the other three are also on. It's a very easy challenge if everybody's on board. Yeah. Which is why, like, in in Todd's case, this was the challenge to throw. Like, this was the challenge to, like, take Amanda and go, hey, me, you, and Courtney, right? I mean, that's probably the best three at that point. Let's take the three of us, and we're going to throw it. And that's the easiest challenge to throw. Yeah, it's the easiest challenge well, to throw it, without it, anybody else catching people. on. With, without without anybody else catching right. on that's trying to do it. 
Right. Because but it is the hardest challenge to throw if it is one of you and the other three are trying hard to yeah. hit. I, and I think my assumption, if I was James, would have been that the other three are trying to throw it too. So and, and they weren't, and they weren't, and that's what cost him. And he goes up against, and he got the worst of the foods. Those little balut eggs or whatever they're called, with it's, yeah, they're awful. It's like a, a full on duck embryo or whatever. Yeah, and it's got like you could, wasn't there still feathers? Well, it's got beaks and it? it's got a beak and feathers and like actual all that. bird yeah, it's feet. Awful. It's gross, and. He was really trying to throw it, but Denise just straight up quit. Honestly, like James, like he was, he was all in on it. Like he could have eaten them. Like he was yeah. just like, you know, man, like I can throw these down easy. But he's sitting there actively trying really hard, and you notice it when he realizes, because he almost says like, "Damn, man, like you really about to make me have to just do this." He just picks old, the other one up and just goes, "Yep, that's it. All right, I'm done. There you go, Jeff. I'm we're done." Yeah. Like he ate it like there was no problem. So I think that that's the situation where like. James had no issue eating it. Like, that was not the problem. Yeah. He tried everything in his power to make it look like he, he was struggling with it. And Denise just wouldn't let him throw it. And that and I think that goes back to what Todd was trying to get at with, with Denise and Courtney was, you cannot, like, if he is throwing it for you, I'm going to need you to win. And it also makes you wonder, like, it was sending Denise up there to go against James the best move. you got to send, and I, and I guess from their perspective was that if James is going to actively sit here and try to throw it, we send our worst person up there. But you almost have to send someone you know that can do it. Yeah. To guarantee that that's a point you're winning. Because what you can't do is have a point that's supposed to be guaranteed, which they had that with James trying to throw it, turn into a loss. And that's what happened. Yeah, it did. Because he, it, it got to a point where James, like the only way he wasn't going to win that was if he just said, I quit. And, and you can't do that either. Um, because then it, it becomes obvious what you're trying to do. Right, because he doesn't need the other three because the other three are going to know if he's throwing it on purpose, he's got an idol. Something. There's right. no, there's really, something it's that, not just something. There's no other explanation. If he's throwing it, he's got an idol, you know, like there's just no, right. There's no and other reason he point, would do that. Well, at that point, PG's going home. Yeah. Because at that point, Jamie and Eric are just going to vote for PG. Yeah. Um, and, and, but they're probably going to get James to burn his idol anyway. Right. They're not going to tell him they're voting PG. They're just going to do it. Right. Well, if they're smart, I, I say that like that's the move at that point. So it was just it's a situation where like you have to make sure the person going to get James can do it, and Denise just couldn't. Yeah, she was just like, "Yeah, this is gross. I can't do it. I'm sorry." So and she just she looked at James like begging him to end the challenge. Yeah, like please, please, please end this challenge because who all won for 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 uh, Jean Hu? Aaron, Eric won, sorry. Eric won against Courtney, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering. And then Jamie, Jamie beat uh, somebody. Frosty, right? I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever it was, like, they needed that James. They needed James to lose in order for them to win. Um. It didn't the other happen. Ones were trying so hard to win, um, and so yeah, it was just a, it was a weird situation where they just 
they couldn't throw it. That's what made that challenge so hard to throw. And man, and I, that's why. And that's why on the other side of it, I think it, it made more sense for Todd to throw that challenge than for James to throw it, because you can impact multiple rounds if you have multiple people on board. With it being just James and not and the other three not trying to throw it for their own selfish reasons, it becomes James only being able to throw one, maybe two rounds. Versus on Todd's side, he could throw pretty much every round without anybody really suspecting anything. Yeah. So, um, and I just, man, I, there are people that miss these gross food challenges. I, I, I am glad they don't do them anymore. I don't like watching it. It's not fun to me. See, I like it. It's not fun to me. I don't enjoy it. It's gross, especially that gross food challenge. Like the one that everybody hates is one I, I don't even remember what season it's from where they're eating that big old slab of meat. Uh-huh. That one wouldn't bother me that much. No, see, mine was well, the one I was like, was, was fun for me to watch. They had a season where Jeff had like a roulette wheel or something. Um, and like he threw a ball on there, you spin it and it lands on an ingredient. The other person also has a ball. It lands on an ingredient. Those ingredients get blended into a smoothie that you have to drink. And it's like two terrible things. Yeah, I'm just, um, I, I just don't get a kick out of that. I don't like watching see, it. It's to me, it was, to me. It, was, it was almost like, it's almost like Fear Factor meets Survivor. Um, but in this case, like I enjoyed, and this is what we went back to with the culture thing. They were made, making them eat things from the Chinese culture. Yeah, but they right? were gross. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fine <laughs> if, it's, if it's Chinese culture, but woof. Yeah, but like there's things here that are weird that nobody in the world would want to eat. Like, there are things that we eat in the South that I know there are people around the world that are like, ugh, that's gross. I right. Don't eat that. I mean, that's fine. I'm not right. picking on them for it. I just don't want to yeah. watch it. But, <laughs> like, to me, that's the, like, that gives me a greater appreciation for that culture and what they eat. I, and maybe that's just because I'm super interested in food. I'm super interested in that culture. Like, I watch bizarre foods for fun. Yeah. I, I'm assuming you don't. Yeah, that, that just didn't do it for me. I don't, you know, it's yeah, not, it's see, not. I'm, I like that kind of stuff. So maybe I'm weird. Um, <laughs> and Well, I know I'm weird, but that's probably not the only reason. Um, but yeah. anyway, uh, no, I like that challenge. That's not what bothered me at all. Like I, like, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, some of the stuff's gross, but, like, I know there are things I eat that, like, my entire family says, oh, you're weird. You're gross for eating that. Okay, that's cool. I like it. Whatever. But it was fun to watch like these people who had no interest in eating this food even try it. So it was to me, I enjoy those challenges. I do think it adds that cultural aspect of it to it. And I think it's just a little bit more fun than some of it's not a, it's I think that Survivor today is just so repetitive. And that all we see are puzzles and endurance. It's nice to see this type of challenge where Literally anybody can beat anybody. Like this is just mind over matter, and it's things that like if you had if you if you're surviving and you found it out there on the, in the wilderness and you had to eat it to survive, you would eat it. Like to me, that's an additional element of the actual game. I like it. That to me is a lot of fun. I like that type of challenge. Maybe I'm just again. Maybe I'm weird. I think there are multiple layers as to why that's a good challenge. And I can see all that. It's just for me personally. And and it's not something, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that like, well, if they do that in a season, I'm not going to watch it. Or like I I get all the reasons why you would do it. And and I guess I get why other people would enjoy it. 
I, it's just, I couldn't, I don't like it. I can tell you, like, my mom is the same way. When I was watching the seasons that had the food challenges, I had to fast forward the, the challenges. <laughs> uh, she wouldn't watch it. Like, she, Renee, who's my mom, refused to watch it. She was just like, no, Justin, I'm not doing it. She would get up, go in the kitchen, make herself a snack, whatever she needed to do. She'd tell me to turn it down low, watch it on your own. I'm not watching this. Just call me when you get done. <laughs> or, or like she would sit there, she'd cover her, her ears and she'd play on her phone or something. She refused to watch it. Yeah. And I would, I would, uh, normally I'd just fast forward because it wasn't worth her not being able to watch with me. Maybe I need to start watching these with, with Renee. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Renee can be your new co-host. Um, <laughs> but no, like she, so she wasn't into it either. So there's a lot of people who aren't into that type of stuff, and I get it. Um, so when I watched it the first time through, like these are challenges that, well, I didn't mind them, and I enjoyed watching them. I'd only get to watch like the first couple, and then like she's just like, nope, can't do it. Gonna need you to turn that. Um, <laughs> so I did. Uh, we, we just fast forward on through, we'd get to the last one, I'd see who won and we'd move on. Um, so yeah, I I think there's, there's an element to survivor that I like about it, but I see the, I see why they phased it out. Um, and I see why we don't get that challenge, but there's things like that in the survivor option that I really miss. Well, and, and depending on the culture, there may be. It may not even be the – it may have a negative effect in that regard because I could see where an, an, a foreign culture might see that and be like, you're, these are all like delicacies in our culture and you're using them as a disgusting challenge. Right. Like I could see where that would be insulting. So that may be another reason why it's been that, phased yeah, out. Yeah, I think there's, there's probably a lot of reasons why it was phased out. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that may be the number one is that people were treating it as a gross challenge. And in reality, it shouldn't have been that way. Yeah. Um, but I do think it was cool to see that type of stuff, um, on the show. And maybe, again, maybe I'm weird. I like that kind of stuff, but whatever. Um, I don't know that I'd want to eat it. I can't say that that's necessarily something I'd, I'd be down to do, but like, I enjoy watching it. <laughs> um, enjoy learning a little bit about it. So I think Jeff does a pretty good job of kind of explaining like why this particular dish was picked. Yeah, um, because it's gross. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, he did a good job of like making sure it wasn't just like, "Hey, this is really gross. We're making them eat it." Yeah. So Faylong does end up losing that challenge, or uh, yeah, losing that challenge, and didn't didn't really mean to. Um, and so now they go to tribal council and Todd doesn't have his idol because James has it. And um, it looked like it could have been a slam dunk to get rid of our second least favorite member of this cast, Jean Robert. He's gross. He, uh, you know, they earlier in the episode, they had a reward challenge that they won, of course. And they go to a uh, like a like a bathhouse. And he's like making crude remarks about wanting to get in the tub with Amanda and Courtney. And he's just, he has established himself as the, the Dave of his tribe, if you will. Right. Um, that nobody likes him. But Sharia, as you mentioned earlier, she almost screwed up the Dave vote out. She almost mm-hmm. made herself the target there. Um, and we discussed that last week. 
and she manages to make herself the target here. Um, she's rude, and uh, she just kind of talks her way into being the target. When she had positioned herself well enough that she and Courtney could have gotten John Rivera voted out, but she's just so difficult to be around at times that she couldn't let that happen. Yeah, I think she 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 really she almost screwed up the two easiest votes of the season. Yeah. Uh and well she no she well she did screw up one, I think. Um though she may have been going home over John Robert the whole time. But I think she could have made it she could have made that very easy to, to vote him out. Yeah, I, just... I, I, and, and you uh, you said it well. I, there's a chance because of the way the edit is. There's a chance she was going home anyway, and they just left the John Robert stuff in as a uh, to add some suspense. But yeah, I don't know that Todd was going to part with John Robert, um, and not in the sense that like Todd likes John Robert, but I think that Todd. Well, what it did it blew Courtney's game up more than anybody. Um, because Courtney went out on a limb to sh- try to like save Sharia, and what she ends up actually doing is like exposing that she doesn't think that Todd likes her. Yeah. Um, and Todd latches onto this as an even bigger reason to send Sharia home because he's realizing that, oh, there's a crack. Yeah. And if I let Sharia hang on, she gets back to those other three, she's taking Courtney with her. We're not actually at a big advantage as we thought. And if John Robert's gone, we're definitely not at a big advantage. Because then it's five on one side, and then you've got is it five to five at that point? Yeah, yeah. And I don't you think got, I don't think James, she... Todd, Amanda, and other dude that I'm blanking on. James, Todd, Amanda, Denise, and Frosty. Frosty. They right. would have they would have flipped Frosty. Um, well, and then if, if Frosty decides at that point, like, you know what, uh, Jean who's looking like a solid option now that Sharia and Courtney are back over there on that side, let me just go with them. Then all of a sudden you're at a, at a disadvantage big time. So what and I don't, Sharia I, I, and Courtney I, I, do is they expose that crack before it's too, they, they expose the crack too early. And I don't think that he could have flipped, they could have flipped Todd. But I do think that, like maybe Frosty would have voted with them to get rid of Jean Robert because he's he's a he's a flop vote anyway. Here he's a he's a uh, uh, what's what's the term? Swing vote? Yeah, swing vote, flop vote. That's not right. Uh, he's a right. he's I a think... he's a swing vote anyway. So I think Courtney and Sharia maybe could have gotten Frosty, and now you're looking at four three uh, for that vote uh, to take out Jean Robert. Maybe they could get Denise. And Amanda was was leaning John Robert, so I think yeah. if you can just get Frosty well, or think, Denise, well, you've got Courtney, Amanda. You could have Courtney, gotten John Robert out. Courtney and Amanda bonded at that reward challenge and bonded kind of over John Robert being creepy. Yeah, so uh, they had they had Amanda potentially potentially if if they could have gotten one more, I mean, really they could have. I think if Amanda goes to Todd and says, "Hey, look." We all want John Robert gone. He's creepy. Let's get him out of here. Todd may not have had a choice. Well, no, he did because Amanda did that, and Todd was like, ah, "I really don't okay. want to lose John Robert." And and because th- yeah. that was the con- that was the key conflict of that vote right. was that's right. It came down to those two, and and Amanda, their allies. Amanda wanted John Robert to go. Todd wanted um, Sharia to go, 
And and at tribal council, Sharia just didn't or did herself no favors. She was very bitter. She was. I think she felt like she had flipped everybody, and instead of just laying low because she's flipped everybody, she kind of went too hard with it, and she ended up getting herself sent home. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just too much, and if she did it with Dave, because she almost got herself sent home instead of Dave. Um, she ends up coming across as one of the least likable people on this on on the show for the season. Like in a normal season, Sharia is one of the ones that I dislike the most. And she and, got lucky in that John Robert and Dave existed, and she didn't like it. And it was because it was in short spurts. You didn't have the lengthy annoyance that you had with that you had with Dave and John Robert. Right. You, you got it at five to ten minutes at a time. And, and she, it was just the little things that kind of built. And she's like, you know, okay, fine. Just send her home. Let's be done with her. It wasn't like John Robert, we got like to start the, to start the season. You pretty much had two episodes that you could have filled with just Dave and John Robert that they showed us um, that you could have filled an entire episode with just their clips because they showed them so much. And so by the time we were done with the second episode, I'm like, okay, these two got to go. I'm done. Like I can't deal with them anymore. Versus, with, you're right, with Sharia, short verses, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. In a normal season where you don't have the two jackasses, she ends up being the number one person that you want gone immediately. Right. So she gets lucky by having two jackasses as shields. Yeah. Um, and so this, like, again, we are trimming trimming the weak links out of the season very quickly. Because um, even Aaron, while he was a good player, and I think he... He reminded me a lot of like an LJ um, from Kagiyan is that he's a solid player, but he gets kind of tribe swap screwed and, or gets screwed by a better player. Um, oh, Aaron, Aaron case, got the most tribe swap screwed of anybody because yeah, he was sure. he was targeted for the swap because he was a strong player. And then the people who brought him over decided, well, hold on. We brought these guys over here to win challenges. But it's actually better if, if we, we just lose. if we just lose and send them home. And he was the better strategic player of the two and got sent home. Aaron was complete because on the other tribe he was in no danger. He would have yeah. never been voted was, off on the other tribe. He was really at the top of that food chain. Oh yeah. He doesn't go home till Todd says he goes home. And right? even and even then it would have been really hard for Todd to flip that tribe on Aaron. Because Aaron became the leader, didn't really he he wasn't like a coach or a Dave that demanded to be leader. They made him the leader. He because he was just good at it. He worked hard. He did well in challenges. He got along with folks. He was willing to stand up to John Robert and say, "You're being a dick, man. Stop doing that." Um, it was almost like a combination of, and he reminds me of a combination of those two players, I guess, a Brendan and an LJ. Yeah. Yeah, um, is where they're they are the leaders of their tribes. Uh, they're not like they didn't ask to be appointed that. They're not the asshole kind of leader that's like power hungry. They're just like the most natural fits to lead, and they end up getting like screwed. And they're great players. Like they're like all three of the guys I just named are people I'd want to see play again. Yeah, right. Like I wouldn't mind seeing Aaron play again. I want to see uh, Brendan and LJ play again. Like they're good players. Like these right. are three of the. These are three people that if you put them in a second chance season, they're not like, 
or even they're they're three of the players that you could drop in a mostly newbie season. Yeah, because they're not overly like hyped, but they're good players. Yeah, and, and Aaron, I mean, he just got completely tri- uh, swap screwed. Right, um, but and- I think that. Like looking at it, we're we're seeing these people get cut now. Though, like the Sharias, the Daves. Now, if we can just get rid of John Robert, I'm speaking it into existence. If he can just go next episode or the one after that, that's fine. Like I can deal with him for one or two more. If you can just get him out of here, I think this season's about to be really, really good. Yeah, yeah. The, there, there's starting to be some um, some intrigue around the idols. I'm really interested to see. Um, I, honestly, if you're James at this point, maybe you just walk right up to that thing and yank it off and say, I've got this now. Because similar to Tony, what we've seen from Tony and what we saw it from somebody else, or was it just we saw it from Tony twice? Um, they know you have one idol. They don't know you have a second idol. Um, maybe he maybe he just does it that way. That, that he just grabs the second grabs that second idol. They know he's got that one. They don't know about the other one in his pocket. I don't know. That's what I would do. Um, I just walk out and take it at this point. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm interested about the idols and I'm interested to see, um, kind of how, um, kind of how Todd plays now that he kind of didn't get to do the strategy he wanted to do. How does he bounce back from that? Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of intrigue around various storylines here. Um, and I think, you know, is Frosty going to flip? Um, how far can he carry himself knowing that he's at the bottom of the one tribe, um, Fei Long, and when you merge, can he join Jean Hu and potentially, potentially, you know, with maybe a Courtney and maybe flip the votes and get somebody of John Robert out? And then all of a sudden, maybe they have the numbers again. And most importantly, how will the showmance bloom? That's what we need to know. Yeah. Well, and now, like, is Jamie a target? Because James probably knows at this point she's the one that concocted that entire plan um, to send send them home. Yeah. Um, and so, like, how long does she? What is her her shelf life in the game now? Because I think. This worked out really poorly for her because she didn't get rid of both both of them. She didn't get rid of James and Aaron. I think that, and this is what goes back to what you were saying. Why weren't those three trying to throw it again? Yeah, that, that, um, I really do. Obviously, think. it would have worked out poorly for them anyway because James would have played the idol and they'd have been going home. But like on the surface, without them knowing there's an idol in play, they should have been trying to throw it too. Yeah, they should have been get trying to throw it and get James out. And, and I mean, it, it, I guess, it, like you said, it worked out better, but I, I really cannot fathom why they – that was one, if you make the decision to throw one, you have to make the decision to throw the second one, or otherwise you've wasted your effort. Right. So, well, I think that's going to do it for us. I, I think we're going to see the merge next time, and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and uh, other than that, I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back at it. Yeah, check us out on Twitter. Reddit, uh, podcast platforms, that all of them, we have them. Uh, Blonde, at Blonde Side Rewind on Twitter. 
and Blindside Rewind on Reddit, right? Yep. I think that's right. Yep. Um, so check it, check us out at all, all these uh, different locations. Uh, we did get a Reddit. I don't know if we've talked about that yet. Um, one of our fans decided to gift us with a wonderful Reddit. So we're excited about that, Sarah Ann. Uh, we appreciate your hard work as our super fan of the show. Um, and so excited to, to see what the Reddit does. And yeah, interact with us on Twitters and as we kind of wrap up this China season, uh, we're already looking ahead to where we might want to go next in the world of Survivor. But if you have some suggestions, you can send them our way as well. Absolutely. All right, Justin, have a good week, man. You too, bud.